Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having on a program, David Wilcox. He brings so much to every conversation we have. Uh, healthcare professional, Dr. David Wilcox, uh, is in the nursing area, the nursing field, uh, but also has a great background and experience in the administration part. And uh, I have interviewed over the years lots of authorities in this space but few have a better handle on it than uh, David. And, and I'm, I'm saying that uh, from those whom I'm interviewed, which are, have been numerous over the years. And so we love having him on. He is really the advocate for people uh, when it comes to all things uh, health care and really costs and expense. And, David, love having you on the program. Real quickly, a little more about your experience and the work you do. And also mention your book, which we're going to talk about. I'm so excited about this series we're doing uh, with a, a partner site over called the DailyMailUSA.com. Uh, it's going to be excerpts from your book. The first one's already there at DailyMailUSA.com. We'll have a link to it over at uh, PriceOfBusiness.com. Uh, and make sure you want to check that out. David, again, a little bit about your, uh, the work you've done and, of course, your book and your website. Sure. So I got into healthcare. I had a, um, a multiply handicapped daughter that I took care of when I was in manufacturing. And when I got laid off, I decided I wanted to be a nurse. And so I went back to school to do that. And then I've gone to school several times, eventually getting my doctorate. But it's always been like when I took my daughter around to different appointments, I was in awe of the healthcare providers. I was in awe for a couple of reasons. One was they looked really stressed out because they had to see a certain amount of patients, right? But the other thing was they took the time to explain to me what was going on. I was not in awe of the healthcare system um, particularly. And that's why I wrote this book because, you know, the healthcare system isn't set up to keep you healthy. It's set up to make the entities around the healthcare system money. So the insurance companies, the pharmaceutical companies, um, doctors and nurses uh, who care for patients don't have enough time to spend with them because they have to see a certain amount under a fee-for-service model. So that's why I decided, you know, I'm going to take the knowledge that I know from getting my doctorate degree and I'm going to write this book and I'm going to put it out there, how to avoid being a victim of the American healthcare system. And I'm going to educate the general lay people in in the American communities on how to handle the American healthcare system. So today we're going to talk about what are some things that you need to know about before you go to the hospital. Um, so we're going to key that up because when you're going to the hospital, especially if you're going to the emergency room, right, and you don't know anything about the healthcare system, holy cow, are you in for a surprise when you get there? Because um, emergency rooms, basically triage patients. So if you come in with chest pain, yeah, they're going to see you right away. You come in with a lacerated finger, you could be hanging around there for eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours um, before they, they get you in. Just like your you. finger. Just, just like your finger. Yeah. I'm sorry. If it's that bad, you might get seen quicker. <laughs> yeah, so we're basically going to talk about um, what, what you do. When you go to a hospital, you've got to understand, you kind of lose your independence, right? Like you're in a gown that exposes exposes your backside. You've got to eat at certain times. It's a noisy environment. You're not going to get a lot of sleep. You're going to be sleep deprived. And then when you start to get out of the hospital, if there's a new condition, they're going to start try to teach you. But what usually occurs at discharges, they get, give you a bunch of paperwork. They're saying, hey, you got a new diagnosis of congestive heart failure or diabetes or whatever it is. Here's some information for you to read, sign the paper, 
you just want to sign anything to get out of there, right? So um, when you're going in, there are some things that you, you need to know to be better prepared. The first thing, if you're going in a, a, in a non-emergent situation, is research your doctor and research your hospital because you don't want to go to a place with two-star rating like I did, the emergency room, because I was there almost 12 hours, and there were all kinds of medical errors. If I, hadn't, if I didn't have any medical knowledge that occurred to me along the way that you know, would have really messed me up. So you don't want to go to a two-star hospital. You want to do your research. And so there's this site, Turquoise Health, that you can use that will actually show you the star ratings from one to five for the centers of Medicare and Medicaid services. Um, and, you know, of course, ultimately, you'd like to be at a level five hospital because they're the best. And you can also research your doctors. Um, if you go to drdavidhelps.com and get my healthcare resource guide, there's a one-click access to research the doctors in your area also. But first thing you do is do your research. Just like if you're buying a car, you're buying a house. You're going to do the research, right? So do that before you ever go to the hospital. The other thing yeah. that I would strongly encourage everybody who's listening to do is have a list of your current medications. Have a, a picture on your phone. Have it on your computer where you can print it out because that's the first thing they're going to ask for. And, that, and if you're going to get hurt in a hospital, the data shows it's going to be around medications. So have a list and make sure when somebody is giving you a medication – when you're in the hospital, that you ask questions. The best way to go to the hospital is to bag up your own medications and take them with you and say, I want you to use these. Um, you might get some pushback because the pharmacy really doesn't like that, but it's not about them, it's about you. And it makes you more familiar with the medication because it's your home medication. It looks the same. Yeah. You know, you, you can see it, right? So, I mean, you know, medication is crazy anyway because um, Tylenol, for instance, brand name, right? Generic is acetaminophen, and IV form is paracetamol. So, I mean, there's three different names for Tylenol. You know, so anybody can make a med error. Even a really great nurse can make a med error in a hospital. So you want to be in charge of your health care and ask questions. When, you, when they give you strange-looking pills, you want to say, okay, what's this one for? And don't take anything unless you know what it's for and, and you know it's one of your medications. Those mistakes happen all the time. Somebody comes in rush, they say, take your pills. person just takes them. Ask questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that white, white coat syndrome, right? Oh, this person's an authority, you know, uh, yeah. a nurse. They know more than I do. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, that, I can see that. And by the way, uh, Tylenol, uh, tell the uh, listener how much one Tylenol costs at a hospital when you're in a bed. Yeah, well, it varies, but I've seen it as much as $25 a pill. Um, but, yeah. it, you know, it, it varies according to the hospital formulary and all of that. But you will definitely pay more money using the hospital's medications than you will if you bag up your own and bring them in. Yeah, absolutely. That alone, uh, you know, it, it, and again, it, the whole system is the whole system is so exploitative by, by design anyway. Not by design, by circumstance. Right, it already is. You know, you, like you said, you're walking around with your derriere in, in public, and you're you're uh, feeling concerned and, and and ill or injured and wondering what's going to happen. Uh, their biggest priority is to get better, uh, and so way way low on that list at the time is the cost. 
But at some point, and you look at how health-related uh, you know, illnesses and injuries are the leading cause of bankruptcy. I don't think most Americans realize that. At some point, you're yep. going to wish you had been more proactive about what we're yep. talking about. Yeah, it's 58.5% of personal bankruptcies is around health care. And that's why 30% of Americans won't even access it because they don't know what it's going to cost. So it's scary. Um, but if you're in the hospital, a couple other things you really need to know is that your doctor, more than likely, your primary care doctor is not going to be one taking care of you. It's going to be either a hospitalist, and a hospitalist is somebody who just takes care of patients in the hospital. So it's like you're walking up to a stranger, and, and you have to give them your medical history so that they can administer your care. So you want to make sure you tell them everything. Don't hold back anything. Uh, if you've had reactions or you've been allergic to something, you want that in the record. So you make sure you tell them everything. But understand that they're going to take care of you. Um, if you go to a teaching hospital, it could be a resident or an intern, and these are guys who are in training to be doctors, right? So they could be taking care of you. But 90% of the time, it's not going to be your primary physician, and people don't understand that. Um, when they access the American healthcare system, they think, oh, my doctor's going to come in and see me. Well, your doctor's not going to come in and see you. Hopefully, you can call the office and have them stay in communication with the hospitalist to make sure you're getting the care that you need to get. And I would strongly suggest you do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I think, imperative. And by the way, you know, even, again, with all this, all the more reason why you need to be prepared or, or someone around you, you may be someone incapacitated, right? A loved one who can, can explain some of these things. You might, might want to have a team approach and say that all of us have to be on board here. Um, but, uh, you know, after whatever you convey to the hospitalist, that person is going to convey it to your primary physician. You know, and you could have you know, all the more opportunity for things to get messed up in the process. Yep. And you hit an excellent point there. So if you're going in, especially if you're going in for surgery, you want to have somebody there to advocate for you, but you have a family member, somebody who knows your medical history, because I can't tell you the numerous times I've seen family members say, wait, well, wait a minute, my, my husband doesn't take that or my wife doesn't take that. I was actually talking with one guy that we did a podcast and he said that they walked in the room and drew up insulin. And he asked, what are you doing? And the nurse said, I'm going to give your wife her insulin. And he said, she's not diabetic. And so she went back and she had the wrong record opened up and she was actually going wow. to administer insulin. So you want to make sure, especially when you're getting surgery, that there's somebody there who has the intestinal fortitude to step up and say, if something's wrong, say, hey, wait a minute. No, this isn't right. Stop. Let's, you know, let's figure out what's going on here. You don't want somebody who's a weak player by your bedside. You want somebody who understands it and they're not afraid to stand up and challenge a system if that's what it takes. Hopefully you don't have to do that, but you better be prepared to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, again, we mentioned this uh, really frequently when you're on the show. The best time to think about this, and let's face it, uh, David, no one ever wants to think about this uh but, but the best time it's like talking about life insurance right oh yeah that's a lot of fun uh but the best <laughs> time to think about it is before you need it be strategic do the hard work look at what your insurance company what your plan actually does rather than just what the brochure says it says please refer to the detailed you know information that no one looks at 
and uh, be one of those strange people that look at it so you know what you're buying. Yep. And the, and the other thing, other point I want to make, Kevin, is that, and this, if you walk away from anything from this, if you walk away with anything from this discussion, it's this. You want to have a nurse in your network of individuals. And I'll tell you why. Because a local nurse knows who the good doctors are, maybe the ones that don't have the best quality outcomes, and they can direct you and guide you. So in my book, How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System, I actually share a story where I'm in a supermarket and I was working at a local hospital and I hear, overhear this woman talking to this other woman about she's going to get this procedure done by this doctor who I knew had really poor quality outcomes. And so I'm like, oh, crap, why did I have to hear that, right? And so she comes down the aisle and she's in front of me and I said, hey, I, I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. I can't tell you who I am, but I work at the hospital and you really need to get a different surgeon. And she wide-eyed, she looked at me like, really? And I said, yes, believe me, you really need to get a different surgeon. And so I left that conversation and, you know, she obviously didn't have a nurse in her network, but she wouldn't have gone to that guy. So, you know, it's very important you have a nurse in your network. And when I did see her at the hospital, she was under the care of a different surgeon. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, but that wouldn't be appropriate for me to do if I was preparing her for surgery, right? Because the hospital would be like, hey, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> really? You want a different doctor than this guy as your thumb's pointing back at him. <laughs> that, that is so funny and sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, David, so, uh, what you do is so important. Um, I think that uh, it's so crucial for the times we live in and really all times. Uh, there needs to be serious changes in the way healthcare is done. You know, and, and I wonder, you've talked about this uh, on many times as well, and we're, we're running out of time, but you talked about often about the fact that uh, the, the n- number one concern are the investors in a company, the stockholders, and this is particularly in the insurance front. Uh, they've got to keep bringing in the money in order to keep the value of their stock high. And that is not your interest as a patient, you know. And, uh, you know, and the argument is, is that you have to have a lot of money to have a hospital. And so they have to be publicly owned. But, uh, man, I tell you, publicly owned in, in a lot of cases, and I would particularly say in one like this where people have so few choices, uh, real choices because of how the insurance company drive patient, patient movement the way they want them to, um, man, it's, it's very nefarious. I don't have any alternative answers, but it's, it's nefarious. Just, it begs for it, doesn't it, nefariousness? Yes, it, it does. And um, like we covered in, uh, in a previous show about health insurance companies, some of that's starting to change. But you're right. They pick out who they want to take care of you, well, who's in network, or who are they going to pay. And if they're out of network, you're going to pay a lot more. Do you have that information going into the hospital? Well, you need to have it going into the hospital if you're going in a non-emergent situation. You need to know who's in network. You need to access the website and find that information out. If you don't, you could pay a a really hefty bill. Yeah, absolutely. David, final thoughts, including your website, as we wrap it up. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned before, drdavidhelps.com. If you sign up for my newsletters and if you sign up there, I'll give you a free healthcare resource guide, which will give you one-click access into all the things that we've been talking about on this show and our previous shows. If you go to drdavidwilcox.com, you can access me. So if you're 
if you're having a procedure or you have a question about healthcare that you just can't get answered, that's why I'm here. That's what I do. You can access me. It's free of charge. Just send me an email and let me know what's going on. I have lots of people that do that. Um, and you can also see all of Kevin's and our discussions as well as the other podcasts and TV interviews I've been doing on the press tab at drdavidwilcox.com. Um, so, yes, you know, you, I was going to say you do a lot of great, uh, a, a lot of great media, phenomenal media. We're glad to have you as part of it. Yeah, and I just want everybody to understand, you know, the tools, the things that we're talking about. They're meant to keep you safe. Please do your education, be proactive, and be a, a better partner in your care because it's not all about what the healthcare team says. You know your body best, so we want you to be an active part of your care. When people are an active part of their care, they usually have better outcomes. Yeah, no question about it. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.